Welcome to Blue Springs Christian Church. I'm Tom Worstel, Minister of Engagement. Here at BSCC, uh, we try to focus on following Jesus. And we show our love for God by our weekend worship services, our love for others through our groups ministry that meets during the week, and our heart to serve by providing opportunities both in our church and in our community to be a blessing. If you're interested in groups, we uh, have some opportunities that are amazing right now. Uh, we have new groups that are forming in the next couple of weeks, so now's a perfect time to get plugged into a group that can help you really connect with other believers and also be able to grow in your relationship with the Lord. We have groups of all stages and, and ages of life, um, including groups that meet online, on campus, and in homes. So if you're interested in a group and want to see the different studies that are being offered even now, you can be able to go to our, our website, bscc.org, and look under the Adult Groups tab for all those details. In addition to that, we also have a thriving singles ministry here at Blue Springs Christian Church. We also have a lot of opportunities and activities that are offered on a regular basis for singles specifically. But we also have a program called SALT, which stands for Single Adults Learning Together. SALT takes place on the second Saturday of every month at 7 o'clock p.m. here at the church. And it's designed for people in the church, people in other churches, and members of the community to come together and discuss topics relevant specifically to singles. This month, on April 10th, our guest speaker is Don Davidson. Don will be sharing with us the Singles Bill of Rights, 10 ways that singles can live the full life that God wants them to live. You'll also see us on the move in our community as we seek to serve and be a blessing to other people. Uh, you'll see us in this next month at Pink Hill Park uh, cleaning up some of the flower beds and, and planting new flowers there. Uh, you'll see us opening up our lobby uh, to community blood services to be able to provide... Welcome to Blue Springs Christian Church. I'm Tom Worstel, Minister of Engagement. Here at BSCC, uh, we try to focus on following Jesus. And we show our love for God by our weekend worship services, our love for others through our groups ministry that meets during the week, and our heart to serve by providing opportunities both in our church and in our community to be a blessing. If you're interested in groups, we uh, have some opportunities that are amazing right now. Uh, we have new groups that are forming in the next couple of weeks, so now's the perfect time to get plugged into a group that can help you really connect with other believers and also be able to grow in your relationship with the Lord. We have groups of all stages and, and ages of life, um, including groups that meet online, on campus, and in homes. So if you're interested in a group and want to see the different studies that are being offered even now, you can be able to go to our, our website, bscc.org, and look under the Adult Groups tab for all those details. In addition to that, we also have a thriving singles ministry here at Blue Springs Christian Church. We also have a lot of opportunities and activities that are offered on a regular basis for singles specifically. But we also have a program called SALT, which stands for Single Adults Learning Together. SALT takes place on the second Saturday of every month at 7 o'clock p.m. here at the church. And it's designed for people in the church, people in other churches, and members of the community to come together and discuss topics relevant specifically to singles. This month, on April 10th, our guest speaker is Don Davidson. Don will be sharing with us the Singles Bill of Rights, 10 ways that singles can live the full life that God wants them to live. You'll also see us on the move in our community as we seek to serve and be a blessing to other people. Uh, you'll see us in this next month at Pink Hill Park uh, cleaning up some of the flower beds and, and planting new flowers there. Uh, you'll see us opening up our lobby uh, to community blood services to be able to provide a, a blood donation drive for them in partnership with Blue Springs Chamber of Commerce. Uh, you'll see us uh, at one of the local elementary schools providing a meal for the teachers and the staff as a way to say thank you for what they do. You'll see us in one of the local women's shelters as we seek to help them be able to celebrate Mother's Day in a, in a good way. Uh, you'll see us in a lot of different things from Habitat for Humanity to Harvesters to Community Services League. And, and we love to serve as a church, but we also open that up to anybody in the community that wants to join us and help us make Blue Springs a brighter place to live. 
We hope that you'll join us in all these events. If you are looking for a place to connect, a place to grow, a place to make a difference, Blue Springs Christian Church is it. So we invite you to join us as we become fully devoted followers of Jesus together. Hi, I'm Cassie Gwynn, our Next Gen Associate Minister, and welcome to the Student Building. This building is where our students, preschool through high school, get to come and have a space to worship and join their small groups. For the children's ministry, they get to worship and join their groups every Sunday morning at 9.30. There's also nursery available off of the lobby in the worship center building. We would love to welcome your children to our Sunday classes. All of the info that you need to know and the pre-registration is on our website. On Sunday, May 23rd, we will be hosting a next-gen ministry open house and pancake breakfast. This is where families can come and get to know your child's leaders, see their classrooms, and get a sneak peek of what they do each week. Also, be on the lookout for the website because Children's Ministry will have monthly summer events coming up. During the school year, our sixth through 12th grade students get to come here and worship and have small groups on Wednesday evenings at six o'clock at our upper room. On May 26th, we will have an end of the year bash from six to 8 p.m. Bring a friend for this outdoor cookout. There'll be tons of fun outdoor games. Also in the student ministry, we will have multiple opportunities this summer for fun and study. We'll have outdoor activities, summer camps and trips, and serve opportunities. All of those dates and signups are also on our website. We're so glad that you're here to worship with us. Good evening. How's everyone doing? Welcome to Blue Springs Christian Church. We're excited that you're here to celebrate our risen Savior together. Would you please stand? And if there's anyone that's new, whether you're joining online or here in person, we would love to connect with you. If you could please text new to this number, that way we could get to know you. And the same goes if you're joining us again, the, the way that we're kind of just uh, keeping, keeping in touch with everyone, if you could text your, your name to this number. Let's sing together. Thank you. 
Oh, uh-huh. 
Father in heaven, how awesome it is, Lord, that you have chosen for us to be your children. Lord, that the same power that rose you from the dead is alive in us today here as a church. Father, help us to live in that power, to live in the truth of who you are within us, Lord, that you are greater within us than he who is within the world. Father, that is our, that is our hope, that is our peace together tonight. Lord, it's in Jesus' name, because of what he's done that we pray, amen. Would you please have a seat? And as we just move into this time of, of remembering the resurrection of Jesus, we know that it took death in order for him to get there, that he went and he went and died on the cross on our behalf. And so we remember that in the same way that we remember his resurrection and what that means for us, we also remember the price that he paid on our behalf. And so as we, we continue in our worship, I wanna invite you to go ahead and pull out your cup and we're gonna just take communion and remembrance of what Jesus has done. Go ahead and just remove the top and eat and in the same way, drink in remembrance of him. Father, it's just so amazing the fact, Lord, that you have conquered death. Lord, no other good teacher and no other moral person can ever claim that they have conquered death, but you can, Lord, you have. Lord, the, the tomb is empty, Lord, you are risen. We lift all of our praise and all of our attention, all of our focus, all of our worship to you. Father, not because of what you can do for us, Lord, but because of who you are. Lord, we just worship you for who you are. And it's in your name that we pray, amen. Let's watch this video. What is your source of life in the middle of the desert? Where do you run when all of life's streams seem to run dry? When there seems to be no life around, and no end in sight. Do you run to the things of the world only to find yourself more empty than before? Or do you turn to the nourishing and satisfying truth that is able to sustain the overflowing, never-ending spring of God's promises? Only one can truly quench your thirst only one will never fail. God's amazing promises. Next week, we will be joining together and starting a new message series called God's Amazing Promises. Each week throughout this series, we will be looking at just a couple paired promises that he has given us. The promise 
to have a life and a future and to be guided by him. The promise of having adversity, but also having perseverance. The promise of the Holy Spirit, but also of living a fulfilled life through that Holy Spirit. We wanna really encourage each one of you to invite a friend and make time over the next series to make sure you make every single one of them, whether that's here on campus or online, because there is really something so important about understanding that God's promises that he gave us in the Bible because they are for each and every person in this world. So please make time for that this next month. Our BSCC STEPS classes are starting up on campus again now in April. They're at 11 o'clock in A234, which is right above this room, every Sunday. It's an opportunity for those of you who are new or just still feel like you're new to get to know what the church is about, what being part of the BSCC family is about, how to get into groups, how to serve, and how to be closer and grow closer to God. So we invite you to come to that class if that speaks to you. And if you come next Sunday at 11 o'clock, we will finish that class with Pizza with the Pastors. It's a casual lunch of pizza with Dave. And so we encourage you to come out to that or if you know someone who's, who's newer, who's been checking us out, invite them to come and go to that with you. We take time each and every week because God calls us to do so, to give back to him. And if you are a bscc or and this is your church home, we encourage you to do that in one of the many ways we provide. Whether that's texting the word give to the number um, that'll come up on the screen in a minute, if it's visiting our website, or if it is using the boxes for offering here on campus. But I wanna encourage you, if you're new, this is really something that's for BSCC family members. It's not something we're asking of you this weekend. If you are a BSCC or if you could text your um, name to the number that's gonna come up, this is a number we use um, every single week. If you could text that and let us know you're here. And then if you are new, we are so thankful that you're celebrating Easter with us. And so thank you for doing that. If you could text the word new to that exact same number, we'd love to connect with you this week. Thank you. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on, the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who rolled away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking at for Jesus, the Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell this his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the woman went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid.
Well, happy Easter to everybody, and I want to say how great it is to have each of you joining us online. I'm just so glad that you've chosen to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus with us in this service, and it's a joy to be with all of you in the room as well. Uh, I thought Jordan and Dylan did a wonderful job in reading our scripture text for today. That's the first eight verses of Mark chapter 16. And I like how Mark's account of the resurrection ends there because it, it's, it's sort of like a cliffhanger where, where the angel proclaims that Jesus is alive, but there are still so many questions to be asked and answered and, and so many dots that, that have yet to be connected. And so sort of just gasping for air and at a loss for words, the, the women, they, they flee from the tomb. You know, they're, they're trembling, they're bewildered and afraid. Can you put yourself in that moment? I invite you to just be there at the empty tomb with these women at this historic moment in time. Mark ends the story by saying they were afraid. I want to ask you, what are you afraid of? What, what do you fear right now? At, at a, a global level, I mean, there's just been so much uh, I think as a world, we've kind of over the past year been trembling and been bewildered and, and, and been afraid with the pandemic and so many other things that have been happening in our world, uh, the racial hurt and anguish that many have experienced, uh, the things we went through with our, our elections that we dealt with. So many people financially have been suffering, been uh, jobless, many. But what about you personally? I, I want you to Take a moment and, and just think about your personal life. What, what is it maybe that's been keeping you up at night or causing you to think about some worst-case scenarios? I know in my life, many BSCCers are aware that this past year, my 11-month-old granddaughter, Mila, passed. And, and since then, I've, I've found at times uh, dealing with a fear that in the future, something tragic might happen to one of my other grandchildren or one of my three children, and it's just, it's just a fear that I have. What, how, how do we cope with our fears? Well, I want to I start by just saying, you know, fear is not a bad thing, and uh, that, uh, that, that fear can actually be uh, holy, and that's where I'm going with this message, but we're all familiar with fear, and, and often the things that we fear, they're, they're real, they're painful, and they can be, you know, some of the most you know, dreaded moments of our life, our fears. But I also want to share with you a quote that I came across from humorous Dave Barry, because I, I like also what he had to say about our fears. Let me read this to you. He said, all of us are born with a set of instinctive fears, the fear of falling, of the dark, of lobsters, of falling on lobsters in the dark, of speaking before a rotary club, and of the words, some assembly required. Our fears. And then, of course, there are, are clinical things that we can do to face our fears. And I, I want, am one that would testify, you know, Christ-centered counseling has been very helpful to me. But as a pastor, I, I want to approach this question of how do we cope with our fears by really going to the center of the Word of God. And when you go to the core of the Bible, what you find is the resurrection of Jesus. So how, how do you cope with your fears? Take a look at this. You choose 
a better fear. You choose to tremble at something bigger than your fear. And I don't in any way want to minimize your fear or try to dismiss your fear, but I do want to right-size our fears. And when Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome were, were, were trembling and were, were bewildered and, and, and were afraid there in Mark's account that we just heard of the resurrection, it's because they were eyewitness, they were in awe of this act of God that they saw that just changed history. Now, they did not remain silent for very long, and Matthew sort of picks up the story where Mark leaves off. Let me read this verse from Matthew 28. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and they ran to tell the disciples. Now, I, I imagine these women had their fears. Maybe it was related to, you know, fears for their family members or, uh, you know, health-related fears that they had. Maybe they feared the Roman guards and the government or maybe the Jewish religious leaders and what the, they might do if they found out that these women were, you know, followers of Jesus Christ. But when those women went to that empty tomb that first Easter morning and they they saw that that huge stone that they were concerned about, that they were talking about on the way, had been rolled out of the way from the entrance to the tomb. And then they went and they sort of ducked in and they, they stepped into that, that damp cave and they looked in and they saw not the body of Jesus but an angel. They experienced a new fear. And the trembling and the bewilderment and the fear that these women experienced was because they were encountering the almighty power of God. The presence and power of the living God. I want you to take a look at, at this statement here. When you tremble before God, you need not fear anything or anyone else. And I want to take a moment to let that statement really kind of sink in. And so would you read this statement with me? Let's read this together. When you tremble before God, you need not fear anything or anyone else. Jesus one day is teaching his disciples about fear. This is in Luke 12. And I want to just read to you what he had to say on this subject. Starting at verse 4, Jesus said, I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that can do no more, but I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after your body has been killed, has authority to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. And so just like Jesus does with everything, he shoots straight with us here. I mean, this is not rainbows and puppies and unicorns here. He's, he's saying this, fear is not the problem. The problem is people fear the wrong things and what Jesus is saying to us here first of all is this that that our God is too small have we done not done this to God that we have we have reduced God down to our personal preferences that, that we have limited God to to our desires that we have projected upon God our own sensibilities and Jesus is like God is way bigger than that fear him but what Jesus is also saying is this, our fear is too small. That he's saying, what you need to fear is the greatest power there is in all of the cosmos, God himself. Why is that? Well, 
I mean, because he can do more damage than, than anything. He can do more damage than COVID. He can do more damage than Satan or, or anything. And so, so the matter is that, that we fear other things because we do not rightly fear God. I want you to track this with me. That when you fear something, you, you give it power. You give that fear power and left unaddressed, that power begins to grow in your life and influence your life. And it begins to lead you into tendencies. And you begin to have a pattern of life that is actually being influenced and controlled by that fear. And those, those fears can actually become like a little God in our life because it's what has the most power in our life. That, that can, you, can you see how that progression can happen? It's no wonder people are often so stressed and so anxious about things. Okay, church, here's where I'm going to turn the corner and I'm going to begin to share with you the good news. Because in Luke 12, when Jesus is teaching about fear, I actually interrupted him at mid-thought. So I want us to, to, to see the rest of what Jesus had to say about our fears. Let me come back to what he said uh, initially so we can remember and see the context here. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that can do no more, but I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after your body has been killed, has authority to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. So immediately after Jesus tells us to fear God, he says, do not be afraid. Does that seem strange to you? What Jesus is saying is that when you fear God, you know, who is more powerful than anyone, that then is when you can relax and you can rest easy and you can be at peace because of the one whom you fear is loving and he is good look at the birds of the air god knows every single one of them count the hairs on your head god has that's how intimately he is aware of your life the details of your life why would that be the case because he cares about you he created you you matter greatly to him he loves you you're like well, Dave, that sounds good. I like that idea, but how do I know that's true? This is where the empty tomb of Jesus becomes so very important in our lives because the empty tomb confirms to us that when it comes to God, there is no rival. There is no equal to him. He has power and authority over death, you see. And so the empty tomb reminds us that we live before a God who is almighty and all power, who is sovereign. He has conquered death itself. But the empty tomb not only reminds us and confirms the power of God to us, it confirms also the love of God for us. Because the death that Jesus died, he died for your benefit. He died he went to the cross for your benefit and mine. 
where he paid the moral debt that we owed God, our creator, for our sin. And he paid it in full at Calvary. Romans 8, 1 says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. This is love, you see. Jesus described it like this in John 15, 13. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Did you know that Jesus sees you as his friend? That that's how he feels about you? I like the way William Eisenhower has described that when we rightly fear God, it leads us into the goodness and the grace and the love that God has for us. So please listen closely as I read his words. He writes, Unfortunately, many of us presume that the world is the ultimate threat and that God's function is to offset it. How different this is from the biblical position that God is far scarier than the world. When we assume that the world is the ultimate threat, we give it unwarranted power. For in truth, the world's threats are temporary. When we expect God to balance the stress of the world, we reduce him to the world's equal. As I walk with the Lord, I discover that God poses an ominous threat to my ego, but not to me. He rescues me from my delusions so he may reveal the truth that sets me free. He casts me down only to lift me up again. He sits in judgment of my sin but forgives me nevertheless. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but love from the Lord is its completion. Amen. To receive that love God has for you in Christ requires a response. The Bible describes it as being like a marriage where we say to Jesus, all that I have and all that I am is yours. And we conf it involves a confession as we place our faith in Jesus and give our life to him. And it includes a pledge to him as well in the waters of baptism. If you'd like to talk with one of our ministers here about your relationship with Jesus, just text us. We're going to put a number up on the screen. And if you'll take your phone and text the word response to that number, we'll get in touch with you. God invites you this Easter weekend to commit your life to Jesus or recommit your life to him. Look at these amazing words from our Lord. This is from John 16, 33, where Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. And you see in his death and resurrection, Jesus Christ has overcome the world for you. And the more you understand that truth and the more that you embrace that Easter truth into your life, then the more you'll be able to go, you know what? I don't need to be afraid, no matter what it is that is weighing you down, that as you turn to the resurrection of Jesus, you're able to say, God is greater than, and he loves me, so I need not fear. And as painful and as difficult as the passing of my granddaughter has been for my family, because of the resurrection of Jesus, we know Mila is in heaven, and we need not fear. Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, Salome, and then Peter and John, and so many of these early disciples, they trembled 
before the empty tomb of Jesus and then at nothing and no one else. And you look at their stories, the courage, the boldness of these men and women, the, the witness that they were. I mean, they were fearless. They, they were heroic. Do you long to tremble like that? Is your God too small? Are your fears too small? Choose a better fear today. Choose to tremble before the empty tomb of Jesus and then be able to fear nothing and no one else. Join me in saying, we don't tremble before human authorities and powers because we tremble before the one who has the power of eternal life. We don't tremble before outbreaks and pullbacks before, because we tremble before the one who has pulled back the veil of heaven for us. We don't tremble before or, or wait for the next shoe to drop because we tremble before the one whose sandals we are not worthy to untie. We, we don't tremble before news breaks because we tremble before the one who was broken for our sin who was crucified, but then rose, ascended, and now sits on the throne of heaven as Lord over all of creation. That is the one that we tremble before. We, we don't tremble before doomsday predictions because we tremble before the one who has promised to return and make all things new. And if you would like to know God more fully and tremble before the empty tomb and then at nothing and no one else, I would just invite you to join me, to, to stand and join me in this prayer. Would you stand? Let's pray together. Dear God, reveal yourself to us. We want to encounter you. Make the empty tomb a reality in our lives in a way that grips us anew, that just frees us from our fears. Some of us are doubting right now that you rose from the grave. Jesus, by your Spirit, reveal to us that you are risen, you are alive, and today you sit on the throne as Lord. Some of us are jaded. We've, we've heard it all before. We believe it kind of. Disrupt us, God. Shock us awake from our spiritual drift. Some of us are discouraged right now. We just don't see you in our world. We don't see you in our lives. And and we're giving in to lesser fears. God, take every power and influence over us that is not of you and bind it, we ask, O oh Lord. Risen Jesus, we welcome you. We welcome your peace. We welcome your love. We welcome your joy. We welcome your leadership. We tremble before you. We rejoice in your resurrection and we devote ourselves to you. In your strong and mighty name we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen.
is registered in heaven I believe in signs and wonders I have resurrection power Still the miracle that I just can't get over My name is registered in heaven Yeah, my praise belongs to you forever This is my testimony from death to life Cause grace rewrote my story I'll testify By Jesus Christ the righteous I'm justified This is my testimony This is my testimony Sons and daughters Bought with blood and wash and water Sing the praises of the Spirit Son and daughter Our God will finish what He started Yes, our God will finish what He started This is This is my testimony From death to life Grace rewrote my story, I'll testify By Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified This is my testimony, this is my testimony If I'm not dead and you're not done If I'm not if I'm not dead and you're not done then Greater things are still to come Oh, I believe If I'm not dead and you're not done then Greater things are still to come Oh, I believe If I'm not dead and you're not done then Greater things are still to come Oh, I believe Still to come, oh, I believe. This is my testimony from death to life. Cause grace rewrote my story. I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous. I'm justified. This is my testimony. Oh, I'm alive. My testimony from death to life. Cause grace rewrote my story. I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous. I'll testify. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. the world 
But it couldn't fail me Man's empty praise And treasures that fade Never enough And you came along And put me back together And every desire Is now satisfied Together, there's nothing better than you. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing. Nothing is better than you.
celebrate better than that. Let's go. We just serve. We're so glad that you've decided to worship with us today. We pray that the truth of, of the risen Savior would overcome any fear that you may have in your life. We really do pray that for you. There's nothing greater than God himself. He is our prize and our greatest possession. If, if there's any students in the room, we would love for you to be able to meet um, our next gen. So if there's any young ones or high schoolers or middle schoolers, our next gen staff is actually gonna be out here waiting to meet you. And if you haven't done the Seder meal, um, that's still open. So if you would like to do that, um, just make your way back around uh, and partake in that, that meal. Let's, let's go and just have a seat. And as we just conclude our time together, I, wanna, I just wanna say a, a special prayer over you and then we're gonna dismiss. Father in heaven, I just pray, Lord, that the truth of your resurrection, Lord, might just overcome any fear that we have in our lives. Lord, there's truly nothing better than you. Lord, help us to live in such a way that that is our testimony to the rest of the world. It's in your holy name that we pray, amen. We pray you have a great week. See you next week.